Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster, and Thornton and Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today, and we're going to jump in with a little bit of a, a serious conversation, but it, it, it is dominating the he- headlines as it should because it's scary. Bill's Bengals game, DeMar Hamlin, went into cardiac arrest on the field. Something I've never seen before, never heard of. Surprisingly, it hasn't happened to my knowledge before. Scary, scary scene. He's still in critical condition. Looking at the film, it looks like the majority of the impact from the tackle that he made was absorbed by his chest and somehow... I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert, but I'm guessing that somehow disrupted his his heartbeat, and that's what caused the problem, okay? That's me guessing, and and I hate to guess, but ultimately, it's sad, and hopefully this, this guy pulls through because, shit, man, not just the United States, not just NFL fans, but the entire world is rooting for this guy to pull through, and it, it's scary. It's sad, and like I said, it, I've never seen that before. And it it was hard not to, you know, just get emotional watching it. Now, that being said, on, on Facebook and Twitter, I posted, because this happened roughly at like 7, 10 p.m. Denver time. And they didn't officially call the game off until right around 8 o'clock Denver time. So roughly 45, 50 minutes later. So in between that time period, one, they're trying to to revive him on the field by performing CPR on him, which has got to be fucking horrifying for his teammates and his family. They're right there. And you could see it on, on the look of the players. These are these, these tough individuals. They're just made of grit, and they're just, you see tears falling out of their eyes. It, it didn't matter if they were a Buffalo Bill or a Cincinnati Bagel. They were emotional about it because it's scary. It's one of their own. And he was just doing his job just like they do. It's scary. One, it's it's scary for that individual, but it's also scary. He's like, shit, could that happen to me? Who fucking knows? So this is what I wrote on Facebook and Twitter. How has this game not been canceled for the night? Fuck the money, NFL. Do the right thing. Cancel the game. Send people home. Then figure shit out. No player wants to play after that. What a joke the NFL is. And I would have to say 99% of the people out there agreed with that tweet. And I got a lot of reaction from it. I still get people responding today. They're like, dude, they they ended up canceling the game. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You're reading this like 12 hours later, you moron. But anyway, but the point was, is it seemed like it took a way, way longer than it should have to to officially say, hey, fuck, we need to cancel the game. This isn't a uh, an injury like we've ever seen before on the NFL playing field. It's not, and don't act like it is, because a lot of people are like, yeah, people get injured all the time. Would you, would you want them to cancel all the games? That 1% of you that are assholes about it, that are emailing me or texting me or or direct messaging me saying quit being soft about it that they, they're not going to call the game because one guy gets hurt like are you fucking serious man 
Are you fucking serious? This isn't a concussion. Concussions are awful. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a concussion. This isn't a tore up knee. This isn't a broken bone. The guy's heart stopped beating on the field and the trainers rushed over, began CPR on him to keep him alive. They don't do that. He dies. Okay? Don't give me this bullshit that we're being soft by saying call the game. Because we're not. We're being human beings, you fucking soulless cunt. My God. It's ridiculous that people were trying to push back on that. And they still are. They're, the, I've, I've had several people that are like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a problem, Duff. You shouldn't be talking like that. What the fuck kind of crazy pills are you taking? You fucking nut job. Are you kidding me? Now, that being said, one thing I can say is that somebody brought it up, and I don't have my Twitter pulled up, and I apologize. But somebody did bring up, it might have been like Midwest guys, then some number or something like that on Twitter. I can't remember. But he said that there's a lot of working parts behind the scenes that I'm guessing that we don't see, and the, and they probably were in the process of shutting it down. It just, on the surface, I'm paraphrasing from this guy, but on the surface, it seemed like it took a while, but they were it was a, a, a long process for it to get shut down. But I'm sure that they had made this decision earlier. We just didn't know about it. And I can respect that. I can. Because he's probably 100% right. He probably is. Maybe 99. But on the surface, for us to see, it took way too fucking long. Because what fucking player wants to be out there playing? This is what Christine wrote on Facebook. Man, I, I said the same thing. Goodell needs to call it out of respect for everyone, regardless of money. This is not about a game at this point. And those poor players' faces broke my heart. Everyone is shell-shocked. Yes, they are. They saw a player, a teammate, almost die in front of them. That's just something that a lot of us maybe don't get to see. And hopefully we don't get to see. I know this happens in a lot of industries where somebody gets injured for one reason or another. In most industries that I've ever heard of, actually all industries I've ever heard of, where somebody, whether it's a robbery or somebody gets severely injured, usually what they do is they usually close early. And it's usually a pretty fucking quick decision. Now, that being said, it's it's one little tiny store. It's not the NFL we got thousands upon thousands of people in a stand. Now, that being said, talking about that, Rob on Facebook wrote, I wouldn't even want to be there in the stands and watch a game after seeing something like that happen. I agree, Rob. Why were those people just standing in the stands? You knew the severity of the situation at that point. After, like, say, 20 minutes, you you had an idea. You're like, fuck, dude, that guy almost died. If, if, if not, I mean, like, he... God, you hate to even speculate on that. I mean, the fact that he's still in critical condition is just scary. Like I said, this is not a broken bone. This isn't a, a bad concussion. The dude's heart fucking stopped. And they had to revive him. This isn't a basic injury. So why would you guys sit there and, and what you as the fans should have done? Hey, let's force the hand of the NFL. Let's just walk out now. We can catch the updates on the radio at home or on social media. Okay? Right? That's what should have fucking happened. But instead, everybody sat there. I'm not mad at the fans. 
But I'm just saying that maybe that's what should have happened. Because on the surface, the optics are that you guys just wanted to see a, a train wreck in front of you and you just couldn't stop looking. It, it's bizarre. Now, that being said, would I have done the same thing? I don't know. I don't really know because I wasn't in that situation. I've never really been in that situation. So it's really hard for me to judge the fans. But as the NFL goes, the optics are that you guys dragged your feet and waited almost an hour to go, you know what? We've just cleared all our spots on ESPN now. Mm-hmm. Now we've made up our money for the rest of the night and we got programming available on ESPN and all this other stuff. Yeah, now we can call it. It just seems a bit odd that they took so long. Now, that being said, like I said, the optics are one thing, but reality is a completely another thing. So I, I don't really know. That being said, there was a lot of people that chimed in. One of the individuals I want to talk about is Ryan Clark. And he was on ESPN talking about the situation as well as his situation when he was in the hospital. I think the, the first thing, this is this, um, this is about DeMar Hamlin. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career. And there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm -hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player. Right. This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I um, I dealt with this before and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it. And now this team has to deal with that and they have no answers. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money. We should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. 100%. Man, it, it's like what he said at the end. Like, there's so many fans, and we all do it. We all do it when we watch a game. You're like, God, that guy, he's put a little bit more effort out there, or he fucking sucks. And you're just constantly criticizing him. And you're like, first of all, I can't play that game. I can't. Not even fucking close. 
And it's just we're we're so separate. It's like a, anybody watching MMA too. Be like that guy fucking sucks. He he needs to work on this. And like you guys, come on, man. We're not even really logically putting ourselves in that same position. When the shit hits the fan and you're you got live quote unquote live bullets flying at you, reactions are completely different, and we just don't know. And we're sitting on our couch judging and and mocking players all the time and. Sadly, stuff like this can happen in a blink of an eye. And that's essentially what happened last night. And it's fucking horrifying. Thank you so much to ESPN for that audio clip. Now, one thing that I put out this morning is, what do you guys want me to talk about? Or you guys want to join the podcast? Let me know. Send me an email or, or respond to this post. And Dominic wrote, talk about Skip Bayless's comments and his lack of apology for them. This is what Skip Bayless of FS1 wrote last night on Twitter. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, I'll tell you, right at the very end, he tried to make an apology or at least soften what he said. I understand what he's saying. I understand. He said, oh, you know, the, the game is, you're, he's focused on the game and, and what the game is, but he's, he's neglecting to understand that it's not about the game anymore. It's not, Skip. You fucked up with your tweet, Skip. Don't tweet dumb shit, Skip. <laughs> Come on. Really, Skip? I get what you're saying. You're talking about the game. But nobody gives a shit about the game anymore at this point, Skip. We're like, fuck, yeah, this is a very important football game. But you know what? What else is more important? Hamlin's life. How about that? That's a little bit more important. By a fucking long shot. Fuck the little. Come on, Skip. This is what Skip said this morning on FS1. I mean, to say up front that... I apologize for what we're going to set out to do here today if it offends anyone because we're we're going to try to do the show pretty much as we usually do the show. But I'll admit up front I'm still shook up by what happened last night to DeMar Hamlin. In fact, I'm still wrecked. In fact, I'm not sure I'm capable of doing this show today. But after barely sleeping on it, I decided to give it a try. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe we will fail. But we're going to try. We wrestled through much of the night whether to even do a show today because it felt like in our minds, We almost can't win with this because the last thing we want to try to do is come off as insensitive to what this young man is going through in a life or death situation. The last thing we want to do is offend anyone by trying to do what we always do, which is talk about sports. As this show goes on, we're going to try to talk about a little bit of sports but we're going to continue to talk about what happened to this young man last night and try to sort back through it 
with help from you in the audience. And we ask you now, if you'd like to tweet us your emotions of the night and of this morning about what happened to DeMar Hamlin, please do so. You can tweet us at at undisputed, at undisputed, and I will be sharing some of your tweets and your emotions as we share our experience of last night through this very difficult morning for all of us. Obviously, my partner, Shannon Sharp, is not here today. I look forward to seeing him tomorrow. You know, he didn't even apologize for his insensitive tweet. Now, he, he's essentially just trying to bury it and hope it goes away. I get that. I get that. It's like, I imagine his producers and the higher-ups are just like, don't even fucking bring it up. Dude, that shit was trending. That was like a, it was is the Hamlin injury. Then it was Skip Bayless's dumbass tweet. That's what was trending last night. Skip fucked up, okay? But the problem is, is he doesn't want to admit that he fucked up. Where I think most people would would appreciate, be like, dude, okay, I if he comes out genuine and says, guys, I just didn't even think about what I was going to say, and fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I came off like a like an asshole, and that's not the way I meant it to be. And you're right for criticizing me. Something like that. Jesus Christ, guys. What's wrong with admitting that we, we fuck up every now and then? We all fuck up. We do. But Jesus Christ, Skip, just, just admit it. Admit it. I think a lot more of the audience would be like, okay, there's going to be a few people that still bag on you because that's just what they do. But there's going to be a lot of people that are going, yeah, you know what? At least he fucking came out there and admitted it. He's like, I guess I didn't read through what I was writing. And I, I guess I was still consumed by the idea of what the NFL is in the game when I realized I shouldn't even be giving a shit about the game. Don't give a shit about the game at that point. Give a shit about Hamlin. Okay? That's what he should have done, but he didn't. Okay? And maybe that's partly because he doesn't have enough of the right people around him. There are people only concerned about ratings and talking about sports, 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 sports. That's a problem. I'll tell you one thing that I, I have a, a huge amount of respect for when I used to work at 104.3 The Fan is when shit, bad shit happened in the community. We would stop and we would address it. And because... Life is more than sports. Sports is a thing that you you get away from the re, you you push aside reality and the hardships of your life, and then you can get absorbed into sports. But sometimes you got to focus on the shit that's going on in the community. When the the Aurora Theater shooting happened, we didn't talk sports that day. I remember that morning. I had to come on and. I was I popped on at 5:30 in the morning because it happened, you know, at midnight or whatever. We we played some Nuggets sound, uh, some press conference while we figured out what the hell we were gonna do. And then by like say 5:40, Mike Evans and I talked about the shooting, and we had people calling in, and and we were a sounding board for people that were scared and whatever. You just sometimes have to go. Okay, there's more to life than sports. And people like Skip, with his tweet, he's he's admitting that he's socially 
just unaware of what's going on around him. He's, he's too consumed by his job to realize, yeah, sometimes you need to be a real person, Skip, and not talk about the NFL playoffs and stuff like that. Stop doing that. He fucked up. He needs to admit it. Now, I will tell you this. I was fucking pissed off last night, and I felt that the NFL should have acted quicker. The, in my mind, what should have happened is when they were giving him CPR, within like five minutes, they should have said, the, the stadium should have said, they, they had a big thing on the big screen, they should have said, the, the game has been postponed or canceled, whatever they're going to do. I, w- I would say postponed until further notice. Please exit the stadium. That's what they should have done because the guy's heart stopped on the field. Figure shit out later. Now, that I, I dropped a lot of F-bombs on Twitter, especially. I, I wasn't happy. And I'm not backing off of what I said. But that being said, I acted emotionally. I was very in the moment. Because if that was my teammate, I'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm not playing this game. Fuck you. I'll come back another day. And I'll tell you what, not just for the Bengals and Bills, it's going to be hard for any athlete, college level, high school level, any level, any sport, to go out on the field and and play again. They're going to have that in the back of their head for a while. It'll probably disappear eventually, but it's going to be there. And they're going to be playing with a lot of emotion. And it's going to be very interesting this next week as all these teams, not just the Bengals and Bills, but all when all those teams get on the field, they're going to be they're, they're It's going to be a very heavy atmosphere. And I don't blame them. They, like Ryan Clark said, they're putting their bodies on the line each and every game. And now the hard reality is that anybody could lose their life. Here's the thing. You look at the tackle. It's not like he he tackled wrong. It's just the speed of the game and just the impact. We don't even officially know what caused it. It's just crazy. And one of the other things I, I tweeted last night is I said, this is a real big eye-opener. I'm paraphrasing my own shit. But. Essentially, this is a big eye-opener because it was taking so long for the NFL to call the fucking game. I said, just another reminder that the NFL looks at players as just another replaceable, meaningless cog in their machine that generates money. I don't think I'm wrong on that. Based on their slow reaction. And yes, maybe I'm impatient. Maybe I'm being a a sensitive pussy about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It'd be interesting to know what happened behind the scenes. It would be. Because uh, as some other people pointed out, dude, that's not, I imagine it was chaos behind the scenes too. Because you don't want to be the the person that jumps the gun and cancels the game, and then it's just like he's perfectly fine. But the thing is, his heart fucking stopped on the field. That doesn't happen, okay? It doesn't fucking happen. He was, if they don't rush out there, he is dead. That is a harsh pill to swallow, isn't it? 
that if for some reason the training staff wasn't there or didn't get out there in time, he dies. I will say this. There was a positive thing that has come out of this, this chaos. The 2020 GoFundMe organized by DeMar Hamlin crossed over the $4 million mark this morning due to a large amount of donations from around the globe. He began that, obviously, in 2020. He had over 150,000 donations. I don't know how much as of late. Maybe that was overnight. I'm not really sure. But either way, it's uh, it's a charity for children, I believe, and, and to uh, bring toys to those that need them. So there is some glimmer of hope. I'm going to call it good on this episode. I'll do another episode tomorrow that's going to be obviously a lot a lot more lighthearted. I think it would be hard to transition into something cheerful, but I'll do that. But man, it's a hard thing to swallow. Now now you're going to get the debate of like should you be even put your kids in football? It, it's a dangerous sport. Now that being said, you look at the percentage. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Watch a lot of football games. First time I've seen this. I don't know if I'll see it again in my lifetime. Don't know. I'm still ultimately more concerned with head trauma. But this is now a new element to the equation. It's scary. So I'm curious if you have young kids, are you going to let them play football? Does this add more to the equation of, no, I don't want them to now? Or are you still going, oh, I, I still, I'm still not going to, or I still am? Let me know, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. I'm I'm still irritated with the NFL because I feel like it took too long. But again, I'm probably wrong in that assumption because I'm guessing it was just there's a lot more moving parts than I realize. But as of right now, that's what I'm sticking to, okay? You can be mad about it if you want. Hey, before we take off, don't forget to add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook, Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experiences in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Colorado app right now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 5224700. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I know this wasn't a super cheerful episode and, and make you laugh episode, but I think it is something that just it, it's informative. It's one of those things where it kind of makes you think, did the NFL overreact or or not over yeah, because some people think that the game should have still be played. Do you think they underreacted? Like I do. I feel like that they should have acted quicker. Or did they do it exactly the way they should have done it? It's very interesting to think about. I'm probably wrong for, you know, jumping the gun and getting so mad and spitting <laughs> spitting my negative vibes towards the NFL for not canceling the game quick enough. But hey, that's me. I'm 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 owning it. That's what I did. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Hope you have a great day. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you can. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And of course, 
Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Have a great day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.